capitalizing on rampant racism throughout the USA, it was once acceptable to use living human black babies as bait for what? alligators. What? Today's tales are simply appalling. They're shameful for our entire species, and they're distinctly Floridian. Oh, fuck. I'm Marcus. Hi, it's me, Michael. And they'll, they'll kill, kill you in PA. going to beat around the bush here don't do it these stories are absolutely vile they are they're really really terrible i didn't hear a lot of them yet but from what you were telling me about them i I was very shocked they are cruel they are inhumane and i think just as humans we should be ashamed that these things occurred yeah and i think it's important that you're telling the story because i didn't know that this should happen until you told me about it and so i'm sure there's a lot of other people that probably don't know that this should happen yes so we need to let people know what the shit is that happened and i think as americans we should be ashamed that we allowed it and knew about it very openly and then i think we covered it up they you know what <clears throat> i'm finding there's a lot of that white cover-up happening in history, I was doing some research on some things I'm doing next episode. And, you know, I could find a, a little thing here or there, but it was mostly like erased. Yeah. Because black people weren't able, weren't the ones writing those. Right. It was, it was I think some people were, were ashamed of these things, and we'll talk about that, uh, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And did, then they covered it up. And We're going to need Cooper a lot this episode. I'm going to grandstand for a second here. Okay, go ahead. I Beyond simply having hatred in your heart or beyond having hatred for a whole group of people is, is devaluing their lives as humans mm-hmm. and psychologically, both in your mind and over time to them, placing them so far beneath you that you don't even recognize their value as a human. That's some insane other level thing. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what makes it systemic and passed on. and That it's like inherited and that it's engraved into our system of laws and order even. And our society. Yeah. The whole, all the, the, the bedrock. Yes. And then even beyond that is having that kind of indifference for human beings that are children. It's so nauseating. It's really fucked up. It's so hard to even accept that people did this. Yeah, I was very surprised that these things even happened. Ugh. They did for a long time. Even into the 20th century. Baiting large apex predator reptiles with human children was still happening in Florida in the 20th century. So like... In the 20th century, which is the 1900s, right? they were baiting mm-hmm. crocodiles and alligators with mm-hmm. human babies yep. because there's just not a better option. <sighs> like, what the fuck? I don't know. Why? A couple, couple of my good friends sent me, both sent me the similar information. And so 
I guess a few years ago, this sort of became uh, became publicly aware again because of an internet post in 2012. Okay. And it just resurrected this awareness of it. It got enough, um, like, you know, impressions online that enough people suddenly paid attention to it. Right. And then kind of dug up enough content to, to really talk about it in a holistic kind of way. And this, so there's actually quite a lot of articles and there's uh, references throughout all kinds of media to the to these behaviors, these practices. And you can get to a lot of it online. A lot of it is through um, the, uh, the Jim Crow Museum at Ferris State University in Michigan. They have like big, for some reason, one of the people there has really assembled a ton of media about this stuff. <coughs> And it and it it was this is all published in like all the big news outlets like the Miami Herald and that was actually within the last few years. What few and, years? Yeah. Ugh. Well, they were just talking about the history. Of oh, it. okay. I was like Marcus <laughs> and uh, the Washington Times, which is an old Washington paper, DC. Yeah, talked about it as well. So in the Herald, few so years DC, ago, where the center of our government lies, right. they had newspapers that were. Talking about these things yeah. and advertising for it, mm-hmm. kind of. Jesus, yeah. So the Miami Herald a, a few years ago was when the internet, you know, started talking about this. Then the Miami Herald did some research into it, and they said it has been pretty well documented recently that during slavery and into the 20th century, black babies were used as alligator bait in North and Central Florida. What the fuck? <clears throat> what the actual fuck? I can't get over that. It's crazy. It's like, why? I don't like that doesn't even that's just cruel because there's no sense to it. I mean, obviously. Yes, it is so extremely cruel, but not just to the individuals. It's so cruel to a collective people to do that, to steal their babies and do something as terrible as treat them as alligator bait. Yes. In, That's in disgusting. Miami Herald says North and Central Florida. So let me remind the viewers that Florida's redneck southernness is inverted from the from the rest of the U.S. Right. North Florida is the redneckest. Right. It, North Florida is the most southern. Yes. North Florida is the most southern. The closer you get to Alabama. Right. It's like the border of Florida is like the equator of yeah, some weird redneckism, <laughs> yeah. and it just like meets there and then dissipates again. And, and South Florida is Latin America. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard. I haven't really been. Yeah, yeah. It's a mixture, anyway. So let me describe this thing that we're talking about exactly. Throughout the 19th century, that's the 1800s, and the 20th century, that's the 1900s. Alligator skins, um, because those parts of the world were being, you know, Europeans were becoming going into these parts of the world where alligators live more, they were beginning to harvest the skins and sell them for, you know, their, their hides for shoes, shoes and, and handbags and right. stuff. And they're, uh, they're still popular for that. And uh, so... Is that still a thing? Do people still do that with animal rights and all that? There's a lot of farmed alligators. Oh, um, yeah. like Rocky, the alligator yeah. who lived on our farm. Right. <laughs> we had an alligator named Rocky who lived That's in our bedroom. not what I mean by an alligator farm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some more like that? Just bunch of tanks of Rockies? Yeah, they really do have like 
you know, farms. He was fucking mean. I didn't want to fuck with him. And I was a whole grown human. Right. And he was just little. He was like a foot long or maybe a foot and a half long. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're kind of interesting animals. They can definitely kill you, but also they're easy to not get killed by. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. haven't. Other than Rocky on the farm, I haven't encountered another alligator. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I don't. I guess it shouldn't be surprising that the the hunters who were willing to go kill these animals for just their skin were also willing to do other more insanely fiendish things, more inhumane things. And then, so that was going on in the nineteenth and twentieth century was the the harvesting of alligator hides, but then also in the American South, particularly in Florida, was the tourism industry was growing. Right. And so people were beginning to see images of alligators like in magazines and stuff as tourist attractions. And I'm going to go down to Florida and see these dinosaurs and, you know, that kind of thing. So that was becoming ah. popular media was the was the alligators in Florida. Jeez, thank God we have the fucking internet. <laughs> no offense, but I don't want to go to Florida just to look at the alligators. Well... So that, I mean, we also talked about in another episode alligator wrestling. Yeah, and that you guys became... have a lot of weird alligator <laughs> shit going on, right? Well, there were it's, a lot. You of got there, it's a gator culture down there. Yes, right. Gator bull and everything. Right, University of Florida Gators. Yep. In the 19, gay gators in nineteen twenty three. That was less than one hundred years ago. Right. Ninety seven years ago. There I are, can do that. There are living people. Presently, when this article was published in Time Magazine, in Time Magazine, which was even bigger, way bigger That's than, like than the it was that than like it is put, now, you know, important people on the covers and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Time Magazine reported that quote, "colored babies were being used for alligator bait in Chipley, Florida." Uh, That's kind of were they Florida. like exposing this then, like, or were they? Yes. What was their angle? Well, they were kind of exposing it. Oh, okay. It wasn't a positive thing. Oh, good. At least in Time's opinion. But the fact is, it was but still... It was a, still something that they had uncovered that it's was there. Fucking, this is an atrocity. This isn't like... God, it's insane. It's not like learning like, oh, those nuts down there are eating alligators. Ooh, that's, you know, wacky. But this seems to be how they've treated the idea that they were using human beings for bait. I, I don't know that I can get past that because it's just so beyond my the scope of because there's no that doesn't even almost make sense other than you'd ha- it's just hatred and I, I can't like killing another being sounds so terrible period let right. alone harming another being to be bait for another bigger scarier thing yeah why like to do that to a baby oh <sighs> oh it hurts my heart so much right. So this is what the article said. Okay. It said, quote, The infants are allowed to play in the shallow water while expert riflemen watch from concealment nearby. When a saurian, that's a big big reptile, when a saurian approaches this prey, he is shot by the rifleman. First off, you don't need to be an expert rifleman to hunt alligators. People do it with a fucking forty five handgun. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can often just kind of get close enough to them to just shoot him and they're not that hard to kill. Well, it seemed like they were sniper snipering it from not but very But they don't close. need to be is what I'm saying. I think what oh, this they is... they didn't need to get them... I think what this is is a bunch of white assholes that are inflating their egos to make it sound like they're doing some kind of, you know, dangerous, like, 
big game hunting, like skilled, you know, we're right. really, we're skilled hunters and all this bullshit. And when, what it is, is they're lazy racists and they're just using an insanely inhumane way to get the gators to come close enough to shoot them. This is like, they didn't need to use anything. Story. They didn't need to use anything, much less a living animal. But a human being, it's not even, it doesn't make any, in any sense, even in the context of like, no. First off, to use a human being at all, and then to use a baby, and then to only exclusively use black babies. Right. Would they, I doubt they would have done it had it been what does it say? white babies. What I does it say? It's other than... all about the racism. It's all about the hate and that. So Ugh. this this would happen. Hunters and slavers would buy or steal black children from their parents. Sometimes the parents would kind of rent them out knowing what? that this is what was going to happen. What? Or they would sell them for that use. Sometimes the kids were just taken because... Black people weren't humans. It wasn't, you know, whatever. There's a black kid. Just take it if you want it. That's what they thought. Where's Cooper? Ugh. <laughs> That's, I can't. This is terrible. <clears throat> there he is. So this Washington Times article, June 3rd, 1908. This is what the, the, the title of the article in the Washington Times. And I'm just saying this because I think the point is, should it should be, important that it was okay to write this in the title of an article in a major newspaper. And it's not okay. This is not an okay thing to say. The title was Bates Alligators with Piccaninnies. What the... And f- then the article says Before we even on, talked, to, whenever we were talking about this, I didn't know what that word meant. No. Okay. Yeah, right. So for people who don't know, that's a racist term for black babies. Yeah. Right? Or children. Yeah. What the? I didn't. That's fucked up. I didn't know that. Yeah, they just casually put it in the in the article headline. That's how in the article headline. Yeah, it wasn't like outrage over this idea. It was just kind of an article about it. You know what I mean? Like that's the level of extreme racism for the whole nation. So even the fact, like, so even if they were just uncovering this story, they were still being racist in the way they were uncovering it and reporting on it. Right. It said, zoo specimens coaxed to summer quarters by plump little Africans. What? What happened and what the article was about, the the New York Zoological Gardens, which is the zoo in in New York City. The New York Zoo. The The New York Zoo. The the one in Central Park? Right. Right. I think it was the Central Park Zoo. Okay. I'm scared. I'm scared. Sent two black children into an enclosure that housed more than 25 crocodiles and alligators. The children were chased by the hungry reptiles, entertaining zoo patrons. What the fuck? While leading the alligators and crocodiles out of the reptile house where they spent the winter and into the tank where they were viewed during the summer. So they had to move the... 25 crocodilians from the indoor enclosure to the outdoor enclosure. And so the, oh, you know, it'll be fun if we just get a couple of black kids to run in there and get them chased by these things. That'll be a fun way to get them to do that. Everybody will love that. They'll what? put it in, they'll put it in the newspaper. I, According I to the newspaper article, quote, two small colored children happen to drift through the reptile house. And the happened zoo, to drift through. They were just there to to be at the zoo, 
and the zookeeper pressed them into service. He believed that alligators and crocodiles had an epicurean fondness for the black man. What the fuck? So these two kids are just at the zoo and somebody was like, tried to get them. Wait, these two kids from earlier? (laughs) The same two kids? Same two two kids. kids. Oh, that's what the fuck? So they were just zoo patrons that were in there looking at the zoo. Just a couple black kids that were there to, to watch to be at the zoo. And the zookeeper decided that because crocodiles really like eating black people, that he should send them in there. What the fuck? What? I I don't know what to say. So he obviously believed, along with all of the people who all allowed this to be watched it. All of the people that the lives of those two young men, two black people were completely valueless. There's no mention of punishment for the zookeeper ever. And it doesn't ever even sort of describe what what's going on in a negative way at all. It's just describing on it. It's describing it because it was fun to watch. What the fuck? So if you weren't there, now you can read the article and have the fun too. No. Nope. That's insane. And that was in 1908. 1908. So the publicity for this kind of type of behavior was going on quite a lot. And in fact, like I was when I was talking to you earlier about this, I was saying like normally when I go look up the artwork that we use for the social media posts for these episodes, it's there's not a lot of choices. You just said episode like such a yinzer. I know. <laughs> episodes. Yins yeah. guys got him our episodes. Oh my god. I must have Lyme disease. Lyme disease. Lyme's disease, as everybody here calls Lime. it. Lyme. These guys got the limes. Limes. <laughs> At least got the limes. Uh, uh, but so normally, like, we have a murderer, and I can only find, like, three photos of the murderer. But the murderer but was everybody. There are, it's, there are so many postcards and photos and illustrations and posters and advertisements and magazines and articles and every kind of media and songs 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 Mm. about this thing going on i don't like that it's the the quantity of it is is insane to me because it wasn't some niche group it was everybody. It, it wasn't like there was just a few racists. Right. This was the popular thought. Thought. This was the normal point of view. I think it's really interesting. Just not even a century ago. Right. And, I, you know, we have this discussion sometimes about the redneck people and the people who are just ignorant and, you know, who choose to follow ignorant paths and support ignorant people and wonder how are people that stupid? How do people still do that? And this is how it's because it's like everybody was like that and Mm -hmm. it was the norm and accepted and people don't want to change and say that was fucked up and nobody ever should have done that. Nobody ever should have been okay with it. But like, seems like there's still this culture in America that doesn't want to let go of that gross, gross shit. For some reason. Of the bad old days. Yeah. And they want... it's, And it's so jarring because we surround ourselves, I think, with a lot of people who are, you know, much more loving and kind and accepting of everybody and want equal rights for everybody. 
And whenever we encounter people who are so rigid in the other way, it's it always catches me off guard because I forget how that's still a huge thing in America. Sorry for derailing you, but no, it's the point of this thing. You're very <sighs> it's right. insane that, and I'm sure that there are people who would listen to this now and think that those postcards were funny or think that that was funny. And that's so fucked up. Yes. I wonder why that is. Like, do they know that that's really fucked up? And are they just too embarrassed to say like, or, or do they not even know? Cause they were just like taught to think like that. Well, I think it largely was covered up. I think as part <sighs> of the sort of half-assed civil rights results of the 20th century, a the lot trickery of, this, of the 13th amendment, as they call it, that kind of thing, different time, but yeah, that right. kind of thing. The whitewashing, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. erased a lot of the awareness of some of these things, because obviously you and I weren't aware of this. No. <clears throat> and that's obviously because people didn't want us to be. Right. In fact, in 1919... So that was 101 years ago. A century ago. ago, yeah. The Florida Department of Agriculture made a concerted effort to stop the advertising of, quote, alligators lying in wait for pickaninnies. So what? let me just say again, that was what they were trying to stop. All they were trying to stop was the advertising of that. <gasps> what? Okay. The first time you said it, I was like, I guess that's good. But they were just trying to stop the advertising of people doing that. They weren't trying to stop the act. They were just trying to stop, like, don't advertise that we... Let alone the use of the word. But it was on postcards and illustrations, they were becoming, quote, destructive advertising for the livestock development in Florida. Livestock is a huge industry in Florida. It's a gigantic cattle state. Oh. Uh, The Florida State Livestock Association also urged all Florida Chambers of Commerce and other civic organizations to discourage such unfavorable advertising for their respective communities. So, A, this is proving that it was happening. Right, because there were people that were like, "We (laughs) we can't advertise it anymore. Please stop advertising it. Not stop doing it, stop advertising it. Right. So a lot of the info, like I said, that I found about this was from the Jim Crow Museum at Ferris State University of Michigan, which Mm -hmm. has a really fascinating collection of sort of Jim Crow-related stuff and information. Mm -hmm. There's a, a man named Franklin Hughes there that has assembled this collection of this particular topic of alligator baiting. And they have like, it's it an endless amount of information like the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette April 24th 1921 page 25 99 years ago 99 years ago there are people who are alive in Pittsburgh that could probably maybe not remember it but maybe they They wiped their ass with this article yeah maybe sorry the page 25 the article the sporty adventures what being the story of Central Americans who pitted an alligator against a wolfhound. <clears throat> what? Yes, there is a Central American hunter that is said to heard, have heard about the Negro babies being excellent alligator bait, but questioned the morality of such a practice. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was that. kind of questioning that. 
I, I don't. Also, he believed it was happening. That's the thing. I'm just trying to say this really, really was actually happening. Yes. And there's people that are denying that it was happening. In fact, if you go look at the original internet post from 2012, there's some of that going on. The denialist stuff. The, oh, I'm oh sure. is it real thing? Like, or is it just an urban legend thing? <clears throat> it's real. The Kansas City Gazette, August 6th, 1894, page six. Use babies for bait. A peculiarity of crocodile hunting in East India. So they were doing it in India too? The eat well in East India. Yeah. East India. Yeah. The Decatur Herald, May fourteenth, eighteen eighty six, page two. No feeling a colored man's sensation while serving as alligator bait. Where a black man accepted the challenge of being bait for alligators for the price of a half dollar. I doubt it was an accepted challenge. I doubt he had a choice in that matter. Yeah. Granted, the man was not a baby. He was a human, though. And he was asked to act as bait for an alligator for money. It's, there's just so, this whole situation is wrong in so many different ways. It escalates so much here. I mean, even in Lake Placid, whenever they were trying to catch Betty White's big alligator, they used a cow. That's true, which is still pretty inhumane. Yeah. In 1915, the book Country Life in America, Volume 27, it was like an encyclopedia about life in America. You know, this is the world before the internet. We had to have books for things. Yes, I remember such a time. Richard L. Rinkwitz, who is a photographer and an author, writes about his travels photographing wildlife all throughout America. He writes about farmers in the Everglades and their dealings with bull alligators, the big males. That have, like, they make those weird, scary noises. Yeah, they make those noises, like, when they're in the rut or whatever they call it for alligators, and... Yeah, I forget what it sounds like. Can you do it? (laughs) Something like that, yeah. I can't do it. Sound. It's a super, it's like, it sounds like a giant oh, yeah. bullfrog. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I can't do it. But yeah, it's imagine so a bullfrog. It's so deep and throaty. Yeah. It makes oh, the water like, ripple and vibrate. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. we, Me and Barbara were watching a frog do that a couple weekends ago. Oh, yeah. Anyway, right. back to this terrible story. So, yeah, this, this author, Richard L. Rinkwitz, uh, he states, matter-of-factly, that gators are passionately fond of dogs and Negroes. What? He goes on to say What the both fuck? The dog and the Negro are referred to as alligator bait. That's what just sort of he collectively refers to them later on in that book. Not okay. Not okay. No. Not okay. <clears throat> Where's Cooper? Oh, he just walked Cooper, around. help! This is insane and intense. So have you ever heard the phrase Dr. Livingstone, I presume? Dr. Livingstone, I presume? Yeah. Yes. Do you know what it's about? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. It's, I don't know why oh, it's, no. such, it's a famous phrase, right? It was like in cartoons and people would use it in sitcoms, Dr. Such and Such, I presume. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? It's what Henry Morton Stanley said to Dr. David Livingstone when he found him, Stanley, Henry Morton Stanley, had assembled 
200 men and had been on an expedition for eight months to find Dr. Livingstone because they thought he was lost. He had been expeditioning to find the source of the River Nile. First of all, I think it's racist to say that he was going to go find the source of the River Nile because it's where people have lived for as long as humans have existed. Oh, wait, I think I got confused. The the person that they sent to find the River Nile is black? No. No. Okay. Nobody's black yet. Okay. So that Dr. Livingstone... Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm understanding why it's racist for them to send somebody because it's already been discovered. Yeah. The source of the Nile. Yeah, it's just Europeans. That's where... That's um, that's the crown of life, That right? That's where... The yes, birth, the cradle of life. Yeah. That's it. The, yeah, the, whatever. And Dr. Livingstone... I mean, I mean, I think that's a racist premise, but okay. but he was a European. So until the Europeans know about oh, it, right. it's not a thing, you know. Just like America, just like racism right now. Yeah. So Stanley, Henry Morton Stanley, was like an adventurer back in the days when there were those kind of guys, you know. Okay. And he had this crew of two hundred men, and they'd been on expedition for eight months through Central Africa to find Doctor Livingstone, and when he found him. In his journal, he said that he just, all he did was walk up to him and say, Dr. Livingstone, I presume. It's very famous, that phrase. Interesting. Yes. So Stanley, Henry Morton Stanley, uh-huh. uh, was a gigantic racist. Mm. Gigantic. And we've, we've glorified him throughout history. This guy was a complete asshole. He owned slaves. Mm. He definitely abused them and was a proponent of doing so. And he also wanted to claim the Congo for Belgium. For Belgium? For Belgium. What the fuck? Yes. Now, colonists. I'm going to read something from a book uh, that he wrote. It's from his journals. It was published in 1890. You can actually buy this book on Amazon. Okay. And there's a tag on it on Amazon that says that this has been deemed culturally significant because it is full of such racist, horrible crap. But it's important that we know it. This was a thing, that was a thought, and that this thread has woven throughout our civilization, or our Western culture, the yeah. white people's culture, until today, mm-hmm. when we still think this guy is a hero. Despite why do we think he's a hero? Because he was an adventurer, and he found Doctor Livingstone, and he conquered Africa, and he wanted to claim it for Europe. Sounds like an asshole to me. Yes, <clears throat> chapter seventeen of his book. Oh, no. Stanley and the White Heroes on Africa. In the chapter entitled, How Stanley Found Livingstone, there is a mention that the game in Africa was so abundant that there was no need to, quote, hire from mercenary parents the pickaninny bait. You know, the pickaninny bait. On the page before that, there's an illustration that I have of a hunter shooting a crocodile that is coming ashore toward a small African baby tied to a tree on the shore. The caption on the illustration says, bagging a man-eating crocodile with bait warranted to attract. Warranted to attract? Guaranteed to attract, you know? Like like the other guy, like the zookeeper in New York said, well, you know they want to eat black people, right? Especially black... Was that like a Kids. real thought? Like, did they honestly think that? Like, what the fuck? So even in the preface of the book, when it was published in mm-hmm. 1890, the person that assembled the, the documents from Stanley that made the book, somebody named Kelsey, 
um, says that they, they made sure to say that the words of the explorers themselves are faithfully adhered to because this was like, you need to know who these fuckers are. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Even then. Yeah. That makes sense. For what it's worth. And because we're coming toward the end of this. Dr. Livingstone, Dr. David Livingstone, was actually kind of good. Okay. The guy that Stanley went to, went to go for. find. Yeah. And he wasn't lost. He was living there. Oh. And he was well-respected, I guess, so they say, by the people of Botswana. He was treating them for, you know, medical things and helping them get he was a missionary, so he was also trying to get them to become Christians. Oh, but supposedly, that whole, that supposedly, too. he was very popular with the the local people, and uh, he actually became an anti-slavery activist. Oh, good. Yes, and he was pretty outspoken about it. Good. Yes, and he definitely saw it as a human being, not as one of these christened white conquering the world, egomaniacal psychopaths that we worship. Right. But he has some nice things to say that I think are important to say any time. Okay. I'm not trying to other side this, and I'm not trying to put light on this area of history that is so vile that we should never even really try to look for a silver lining in it. We should look at it as honestly as we can. Yes. And we should try to put it behind us in our behaviors in the future. Yes. Not by ignoring that it happened. By acknowledging that it happened and that it was wrong. And being different. Yes. Yes. So Dr. David Livingstone said, and I think he's talking about the Congo in this quote. Okay. The strangest disease I have seen in this country seems really to be the brokenheartedness, and it attacks free men who have been captured and made slaves. And he's talking about the psychological impact. Yeah. Not just, you know, being physically shackled and beaten and but what does it do to you as a human being and what does it do to your people continually over generations and over time when people are stealing you from your home to be slaves for them and just treating you in these like, ways. Like a like worse than an animal. I it's it's incomprehensible. If that's a word. He said, he said in, when he was talking about the slave trade in, in, in uh, East Africa in his journals, and he said, I think this is perfect, to overdraw its evil is a simple impossibility. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect pitch, Cooper. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs>